You're watching Meet the Movie Press, and coming up, we're going to be talking about The Flash, David Ayer directing the Scarface remake, and the girl with the dragon tattoo. Stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Meet the Movie Press. Well, hello, hello, Simon. Hello there. How are you doing, buddy? I'm, uh, yeah, I'm good. I've been so busy this week. It has been a, just, not the oh, busiest, I, I, I was on made this my carpet, I was Hollywood. at this premiere, I was talking Seriously, to... Seriously. I know, we want to... is coming out of the wazoo this we week. We want to hear all about okay. how popular you are and how popular <laughs> I am not. Cool. Uh, welcome to Meet the Movie Press. Yeah, that is what you are watching this Friday morning. Yeah. I am your loyal host, Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of The Tracking Board, mm-hmm. tracking-board.com. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the TheInSnyder. Uh, I'm Simon Thompson. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ShowbizSimon. also have a Facebook page. Uh, this is Simon Thompson. And a couple of nice little, uh, little exclusive tidbits for the show this week. Oh, I can't wait to hear them. Mm. Oh, talking of exclusives, if you go to my profile on Forbes right now, um, I have just revealed exclusively the first haunted house maze for this year's um universal studios halloween horror nights but i want to hear it so (laughs) it's the shining that's fucking awesome too fucking right it's awesome are you gonna so since you clearly have an in there yeah are you gonna take me on opening night i will take you on opening night really yeah does your wife like to go to those things she she fucking hates those things great so i always have a plus one wonderful yeah so uh, so yeah so that it's it's brilliant because Stephen King properties are he's super tight about that stuff, um, but the, the guys who are in charge of it they uh, John Murdy who's a creative director is a massive Stephen King fan has been working on this for years to make it happen. The first movies they've announced this year is The Shining. They're bringing the Overlook. I just want to be I, like I hope that they could. Could you, think, could you see me as one of like the little twin girls? Yeah, I could. Maybe you. What if you but and I, I have some got, really weird dreams? What if you and I? <laughs> dressed up like together. that. <laughs> We're actually the girls in the yeah. maze. Hey, Red Room. We have a lot to get to. We do. Let's so get, let's get let's do to this. it. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Okay, uh, let's talk... Let's, something good. Okay, let's talk about... Uh, I mean, you mean the Power Rangers, I think you're talking about. Let's talk about um, The Flash. Yeah, big okay. news on The Flash this week. A lot of talk around or that. was there? Well, there was a lot of chatter... Chatter, yes, yeah. A lot of chatter, a lot of chit chat. Uh, yeah, so the big story this week, <laughs> I say big with a small b, right. um, is Bob Zemeckis is still basically front runner for this project. That's apparently who they're still really, really keen on. Um, Sam Raimi and Mark Webb apparently both passed on the opportunity to direct The Flash. Now, Mark Webb and Sam Raimi obviously have previous form with Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Out of the versions of Spider-Man of those two guys, I would have liked to have seen Sam Raimi's Spider-Man-esque take on The Flash because I like his pacing, I like his aesthetics, I mm-hmm. like his style and his little bit of dark humour. Yep. Um, I did not enjoy Mark Webb's incarnations of, of Spider-Man. Um, so out of those two, I would have been interested in seeing Sam Raimi's stuff. And he hasn't done anything in a little while. It has been a little while it's been for a little Sam while. Raimi. He's just been producing stuff. Mm. But... From what I, you know, there was uh, there was a lot of Twitter, Twitter, yes, Twitter, and and Shannon and Swift, yeah. mm. the screenwriters, yes, they chimed in and they said that they heard that Sam uh, was busy when the Flash is shooting, alluding to their own Bermuda Triangle movie. Mm-hmm. 
So it sounds like that is going to be next for Sam Raimi if uh, if they are to be trusted, and, and why wouldn't they be? Why wouldn't they be? Good bunch they of good guys. They have excellent taste in beer, by the way. <laughs> uh, they often post pictures of them sitting in hot tubs drinking Ballast Point. Hey, if I, if I were them, I would too. I, absolutely, yeah. So this is what happened. Hmm. Uh a couple weeks ago, Andy at Screen Junkies yeah. put this out, that okay. he had heard Zemeckis was in talks, mm-hmm. which was not, I mean, you were right. He was probably was the target. He was probably the name, mm. the, the, the in talks thing. I don't know if that's the right terminology, um, because like Justin at Variety was sort of uh, saying on Twitter, like... In talks means there's almost like an agreement between the two already that they're going to try to work towards a deal. Uh, yeah, it yes, it does. It's, it's like I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit different than I think what had happened, uh, you know, three or four weeks ago. Of course, now Zemeck is still in the picture, and so Umberto at the wrap said that he uh, is the front runner. He went, he went with the front runner story, okay. even though the front runner story didn't really advance. Yeah, the Screen Junkies story. I sort of get what Screen Junkies was saying with mm. their intox story. Um, but a lot of people, I mean, as, as we said before on the show, a lot of people are in talks for a lot of projects, but they're, very they're, often. But yeah, yes, they have conversations. When you see you know? in talks in the trades, yeah. that is a trade reporter basically saying like 85, 90%, this is like a sure thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not a comp- maybe, maybe the odds aren't talks. always that strong, yeah. which is where you get things like early talks. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different like you, you always get early talks and final negotiations. Mm-hmm. There's no like early negotiations. It's very no. you know you, you have you, you, you first have the conversation, you kind of sound them out, and then it becomes something a bit more formal, and right. then you go steady, but and like, then it's you see talking the deal. to someone about a project or a meeting with them. I don't think that that meets the level of in talks. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Right after Umberto does this, Kroll chimes in and says it's now between Zemeckis and Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. And then 10 minutes later, Boris chimes in and said and adds Sam Raimi to the mix. And then like the following day, I think it was, what what was it, EW maybe that said that Webb and, uh, yeah. yeah. And that's like, you know, owned by Time Warner. So there's a little bit of synergy. I mean, I don't know how separate the Warner Brothers, like, you know, I don't I'm sure that they have a person at Warner Brothers that they can call yeah. uh, EW when they need clarification on something in the DCEU. Anyways, I tweeted about how sad I think it was Yeah, that these guys, like, I know Robert Zemeckis needs a hit after Ally didn't do so well. Um, I like that he's sticking to his guns on Marwin Call. You do, and that's a good point. But if you're, if you're DC and you desperately need a film to really work outside of the hardcore fan base, mm-hmm. you don't just give someone a job because they need a hit. No, no, no. Dude, Bob Zemeckis would be a fucking coup yeah. for the DCEU. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. would love to have him. Um, I think that, I mean, it, they have to be willing to push the Flash yep. if they if they want to wait for Zemeckis. Like, Zemeckis is doing Marwin Call. Steve Carell's deal is closed. That movie has a release date now. I, he he would not be able to like keep up the schedule for Flash, so they would have to be willing to delay it. But couldn't they, given all these new DCEU movies that have been announced as in development, like since the original plan was put forth? Yeah, you know, like there's a Nightwing movie, there's a DC Sirens movie. Like, couldn't that take the Flash's spot on the calendar if one of those were to ramp up production quickly? Uh, Joss Whedon's Batgirl, for instance. Mm-hmm. Who knows? 
Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, I, I think that the, the ability to do that is slightly hampered by the fact that they are having to... Some projects are taking longer to come together than others. And I think they're having to go back and revisit some projects and look, you know, sort of tweak like Justice League and stuff like that. So I think that is one of the reasons that they can't do that. They, it's slowing the process down. I, I, th- but it's I don't like, know why they don't shoot some of these movies back to back. Get a director to take on like a, a, a two or three. I, I movies think they should. They should wait for the director that they want. Though they shouldn't be trying to hit a release date. Mm. Uh, and if they are, in fact, trying to stick to that release date, they may have to go in a different direction than Zemeckis. But I don't, I don't think they're the only ones in the industry that are doing that. I mean, that becomes a... It's, no, of, co- of course not. But at this point, I mean... Marvel do it. As they, they set movies like five years. But Marvel is also open to course correction. Like, they, they ditched true. Inhumans. That is true. You know? yeah, uh, yeah. They have delayed movies. Yeah, that's like, true. They move around the calendar. Um Anyway, but like I was just surprised that any of these guys would want to go enter a DCEU where a bunch of the decisions have already been made, including mm. the casting. I mean, there's three actors attached to this Flash movie. Like Zemeckis didn't have a say in any of this. Yeah, uh, you would just think that he would want to launch like an original property rather than have to fit into someone else's like vision. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, one thing I'm also same noticed- thing with Matt Vaughn. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, Matt Vaughn would be great. I would love to see Matt Vaughn do it. Well, everybody would love to see Matt Vaughn do it, but it's like, why would he do it? I don't get it. He has so much creative freedom with these Kingsman movies. I know that there was speculation that he was trying to leverage Fox into greenlighting a third film Mm. so that he didn't go off and do The Flash. And, you know, that's certainly a strategy I've seen agencies use, play studios off of each other. But uh, But I think with some of these names that we're seeing seeing in, in in the pot, I mean, Zemeckis aside, we're obviously we've got um, Joss Whedon who's going over and doing a DC movie. Two of these names we've mentioned, Sam Raimi and Mark Webb, have done Marvel movies. So, I mean, is that a new ploy or is that a new tactic potentially for the DC guys to to look and go? Well, they've obviously given their golden touch to Marvel product. Can we get the same guys to give their magic touch to DC product and not not copy if, what Marvel's doing, but si- just bring a little bit of that? Connectivity. If Sam Raimi wanted to do a comic book movie, why wouldn't he just throw his hat in the ring for Venom? Which Dark is the Man, movie yeah. he always wanted to make. Yeah. Um, Venom versus like, Dark Man. You know, Sony would be lucky to to get someone like Sam Raimi back yeah. on, on a project like that. I don't know. The Flash thing is crazy. And that, so then uh, there were reports that Billy Crudup had dropped, and that was EW, I believe. Yep. They said that Billy Crudup had dropped out of the movie, and then Warner Brothers clarified, no, he hasn't. Now, I think anything is, is open for debate, you know, mm. once a new director comes on board, depending on who that director is, if it's, yep. a, if it's a yes man, they'll go along with whatever the plan is. If it's someone like Zemeckis, I just don't see like he's going to want to put his stamp on this thing. He's yeah. Bob Zemeckis. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, I so I mean I I I would be happy with with Bob Zemeckis if he ends up doing it. We'll we would all be happy with Bob Zemeckis. I don't know if it's going to happen. If it does, they will have to wait. Staying with DC, um, good reactions coming out of the first um, official screening of Wonder Woman um, yeah, a lot yesterday. Yeah, a lot of great reactions. Thanks for the it, invite, Warner Brothers. I'm Appreciate seeing it that. tonight, because I'm sitting down with the cast on Sunday for mm-hmm. E. I'm oh. interviewing the cast for E. That's exciting. Which is super cool. Um, and uh, Wonder Woman, a uh, little inside information, uh, was the first woman to give me a little... Jolterooney in the pantaloons when I was a, a young fellow um, on TV. I loved her. Are you saying you got your first boner? No, while not, wa- no, no, no. She was the first. <laughs> what she was the first. Here? <laughs> she was the first female that I looked at and went, "Hello, Oops. I like you. Right. I like a lady." Yeah, fair she enough. Was, seriously, Linda Carter as Wonder Woman. 
Todd. If, if only they, you know, could have brought her back and just like CGI'd her. Just had young Linda Carter. I would have been very happy with that. Or Elizabeth Shue. That would have been my other fantasy. Yeah, but I've, that's separate. I've heard uh, good things about Wonder yeah, Woman. I'm very much looking forward to seeing it tonight. Well, enjoy. Let me know how I it is. I want to see her fighting after. for our rights in her satin tights, just as the original theme tune said. Um, I'm going to pay to see it when it comes out. I don't Good. think I'm going to be seeing it early. I'm going to pay to see Alien Covenant this weekend. I didn't see that. But I do have some Alien Covenant news later. Well, so. Oh, yeah. Well, we will get to the box okay, office. Cool. Let's move on to... Um, War of the Apes? No. Okay. To Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, let's do that. Because uh, that was some big news. So, uh, Variety and Hollywood Reporter going with the story that Claire Foy... Yep. Right? Yep. Claire Foy from The Crown, which yep. I don't watch on Netflix. I've heard great things about it, but I don't. I have zero interest she, she in the won, British royal did family. Did she win the Emmy or the Golden Globe recently? What? Something like that. I think she won the Golden yeah, yeah, Globe. Yeah. Uh, she is the frontrunner to play Lisbeth Salander in The Girl in the Spider's Web, which is going to be directed by Fede Alvarez. Um, Brilliant director. What are your thoughts on this? Great. Great? I mean, she she's a good actress. Is she? Have you seen her? Yeah, stuff? I mean, I, she. I mean, I used to. I. I've not seen her in the Crown, but she was um, very prevalent in BBC TV and BBC and um, uh, British uh, films. So she is a good actress. Well, if you vouch for her, then I. And you. she is at a point in her career where I think she is. It would make sense for her to move into something that is uh, an established. Series that people are familiar with in, in a in a pivotable position, rather than kind of being a bit player. I mean, I think she can handle it. I was surprised. I thought she's that a they good would, actress. I thought that they would go with a bigger name. Yeah. Um. Although, I know that she has a name well, being on on the crown, but uh, in 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 the world of features, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I I absolutely agree with you in that. But I think also one of the flaws with with Finch's dragon tattoo was the fact that it was the star power that detracted from the film a little bit. Really? Yeah, I I found I, I, I mean obviously you know, Rooney Mara, Rooney was, Mara too was too big no, a star really, for you. Daniel Craig was the big star of that movie, uh-huh. and I'm just kind of like I would be very open to seeing this version. And Fetty works very very well with that B level or C level talent to elevate them to A level performances. So I think this is the right way for this to go. I think it's, they have to be getting a, a big male star. Um, I would have thought so. I would have thought so to complement that, but not who, someone who's who could you see big. doing it? Who could you see doing it? I honestly don't know. I haven't given it a moment's thought. Um, you know who I could kind of see? Who? Who I hear is, is chasing a lot of stuff right now. Okay. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I could see him as... Too young? Uh, Do you think, maybe? No. No. Okay. He could be like an a, a established journalist. Mm. No? Yeah. No, I, I would buy that. Um, That's any, a good idea. So, actually. anyways, there, like so part of these reports, though, were that you know, Claire Foy, she may not be available. She may, she, she may pass on this she, because she's also being courted for First Man at Universal, which yeah. is Damien Chazelle's next movie, uh, starring Ryan Gosling as Neil Armstrong. Uh, she's she's very lucky. Playing Neil Armstrong's wife. She's what? very lucky to be in a position right now where she is um, is talent that from from doing from not being known in the American market to coming over doing something like The Crown, and then everybody suddenly notices her. And I think she just has a lot of offers on the table. What would you rather have her do? I would like to see her in the girl with the dragon tattoo. I think if she played Neil Armstrong's wife, I think that would be another. And I don't mean this disrespectfully, but second fiddle role, not a. An A-level a role. Right. And I think 
for her now in order to make otherwise she might get stuck in that thing that a lot of people do especially unfortunately women in the industry and especially while she's at an age where she can capitalize because we know how the industry can be brutal to women over a certain age she's still very young i would go now try to hit that you know major tentpole release peak well, I've got good news for you. Okay, good. good news for you, Simon. Uh, if she, 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 she's going to be able to do both, I think. Okay. Uh, I think that girl in the spider's web yep. is going to actually move. It is going to accommodate the first man shoot. Uh, well, then everyone's a winner. We'll, we'll move back a month or two, uh, mainly because they don't want to lose their first choice, essentially. Yeah. And I understand why you know this actress doesn't want to necessarily pass on a Damien Chazelle movie either. Super hot right now. Life finds a way. Yeah, I mean, she is good. If I was you, I would check out some of her independent uh, movies from the UK. um, And I will do just that. Do some investigation. She's She's very highly regarded in the UK. So, Uh, all right, move on to Apes. Okay, cool. So, uh, War of the Apes, perhaps the summer movie that I'm most um, excited about right now. Um, I've been a fan of the Apes franchise, the original movies, not so much the Tim Burton one, um, but certainly the most recent um, incarnations. Um, obviously, we know that this is part of a, a prequel franchise. Um, War of the Apes, we thought, might potentially be, you know, we know there's going to be one more movie. Uh, we have been uh, told this week that it's going to be the end for Caesar's story, but not the end for the franchise, which is good. So I would be very interesting to see what they do with the next movie in well, this I series. Well, I hope you're not spoiling that Caesar may die in this Well, in this no, new I, movie. <laughs> this is very interesting because they talk about the end of his story. They don't talk about him dying. So I don't think... I haven't seen the film. I have no intel on this whatsoever. But the way that they phrase is that doesn't necessarily mean that he will die. Right. It, it could, could just, be a case maybe he'll, of him, Maybe he'll get a happy ending. Maybe he'll get a happy ending. We'll see. We'll see. Doesn't look like it, though. Doesn't, Doesn't look like it. Like it. <laughs> but, we'll, um, but, yeah, so it, it'll be the end of his story, but not the franchise, which is good. But I would be very interesting to see what, with the next movie, if Matt Reeves takes that on. I have a feeling he's going to be wrapped up in DC I think he e- is. Eunice yeah. uh, for, for the foreseeable future. What I would be interested in is if they brought back Andy Serkis to play a different ape. If he's not playing Caesar anymore. That is true. Mm, it'd be a, a hell of a waste of a great Caesar's performer. Mocap performer. Slightly effeminate secret brother. Who knows? Who knows what direction that uh, yeah. this franchise could go? No, I think it'd be great. I, um, to be honest with you, it'll be him or to- Toby Cable. Let's talk about this David Ayer news that just broke, though. Yeah, um, we've got people in the chat talking about that. Do you want to? Yeah, a lot of reports uh, at, a, at a deadline here that David Ayer's in early talks to direct the Scarface reboot. Um, kind of love it. Kind of would have loved to see a director of color tackle this story uh, and kind of get that authentic experience or, you know, something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. David Ayer, known for these kinds of movies, uh, this movie, does th- this news does not surprise me in the least. When you say someone of color, yep. there aren't, I mean, I'm assuming you mean la- Latino it doesn't have to be Latino. Okay. Um, I was going to say, because there are not a lot of Latino directors, but I think that it would have been very safe in the hands of, like, an F. Gary Gray. I'm, I, as a matter of... As a matter of fact, they I'm told that they went out to F. Gary Gray. Oh, really? Uh, and, and, you know, the, just that, that he had been a possibility, as well as Alan Hughes. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, so they were looking. I mean, Pablo Lorraine... Um, 
Throwing this out there, someone, probably one of the the um, black directors when I was growing up that I was a big fan of his work, John Singleton. Do you think, I mean, he hasn't done something of any consequence for quite a while, unfortunately. What was the last time? Three, four brothers? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't see John Singleton directing a studio movie anytime soon. No. Uh, but F. Gary Gray, super hot yeah. right now, having just directed the billion-dollar uh, Fast and Furious movie. And he knows how to Universal. do drama and action. Yeah, no, so that that would have been a nice idea. But yeah. um, anyways, David Ayer looks like the guy. He's going to, you know, he has Bright coming out in December. Mm-hmm. Suicide Squad's behind him. He's not coming back for the sequel. Yeah, I, I, I guess I can see it. I, I still struggle to see Diego Luna in this role. Yeah. It's a li- he's just a little... He's very tiny. He's, he's a little dude. That's what I thought. And that's what I thought in Rogue One, too. Like, but if you, take, if you take Diego Luna out of the equation... Not that Pacino isn't a little guy. Like, no, no, no. I mean, he's... he's Pacino's both, both ten him. times bigger than he is on screen, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a little, he's a little guy. Um, he just I projects think I'm, like I'm a big I'm, guy. I'm actually taller than Pacino. If I, th- I interviewed him a couple of years ago really? for Righteous Kill... And he's a he's a dutty little fella. This script has a Coen Brothers uh, draft. Mm. I mean, it, this. I mean, it could be really good. I'm fucking psyched for yeah. a new Scarface. Yeah, yeah. Ayer, oh man, I, I I'm a, I'm a big. I like Ayer's movies. I mm. loved End of Watch. Uh, I yeah. and you know he wrote Training Day, obviously. But man, that Suicide Squad movie was real Not bad. Good. We'll Good. we'll see if Bright redeems him. That has a Max Landis script, so. But also, Suicide Squad was a film that was, to a certain extent, made by committee. And his strongest films haven't been films that have been made by committee. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that was his Achilles heel, and he just needs to go back to the right material to be able to to go full DA. We'll see. All right. Yeah. Uh, Power Rangers sequel. Look like it. What not, about it? <laughs> looks like it's not happening. Um, about a year Shocker. ago. I know, I know. Who saw that coming? I thought there was going to be seven of these movies. Plot twist. Um, so about a year ago, um, the guys at Lionsgate had a had a phone call, and uh, and one of the big cheeses there said basically they were looking at Power Rangers as being a, maybe a six or seven movie franchise. Um, they were still talking about that when um, uh, when the movie came out. They were also saying I, I spoke to, to to some of the producers, and they were saying that they are. They were definitely looking at, you know, already prepping the second movie. They started to talk to people for potential villains in that movie. You know, things had already gone out. Um, it is looking like, um, unfortunately, though, I say unfortunately, um, it's been killed by poor overseas box office, where they were actually hoping it was going to be Yeah, it only made, I'm looking at it now, it says it made $54 million overseas. 84 yeah. here, 54 there, which is actually, like, I'm like surprised it did so well here. It was like an opening weekend in China of $3 million, I think, which is not yeah. good. I mean, the whole thing is, like, you know, US is $86 million, $100 million budget. This is not a movie. $100 million is, budget before P&A. Yeah, which uh, they spend a lot of money so on. So yeah, that. the worldwide figure is 138 which they're only getting half of back. Essentially, I guess that is a pretty big loss. I mean, to me, the whole problem with this is that the Power Rangers movie never, ever should have been a hundred million dollars, and whoever greenlit it at that figure is legitimately insane human being. Uh, I think you make this movie for forty to sixty tops. You know, 
I, I was surprised with the budget, and I was surprised about how much money that was thrown at it. I mean, it was it was fine. It was a goofball movie. It was basically that's what I'm saying. So it, why it, does it cost a hundred million dollars? You're not even spending on cast. Like what? If I think they basically spunked all the money up front because they were kind of like they were so convinced that this was going to become a franchise. They probably spent a, t- a shit ton on development. Yeah, too. I mean, and it's a very you know FX heavy movie, and obviously they didn't spend it predominantly on the cast. It was very much about putting all of that on screen and about scope, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But it just it you know it was fine as an origins movie. It was not a very cohesive movie. It was dumb fun. I mean, I had a couple of cocktails with a friend before we uh, we went to watch it, and it was you know it was a blast. But it's certainly not a great film. Um, but I think obviously Lionsgate will be a little bit. They, this is not in the last two years. This is not the first franchise they've had that has kind of not worked. I mean, for every Hunger Games, you know, there's kind of been other things that just, just haven't gelled. And I think it's yeah, you know, interesting. Pe- people are asking, by the way, on on yeah. Twitter, uh, what does the David Ayer news mean for Gotham City Sirens? Yeah, we're having that in the chat as well, actually. From, oh my from god, Sky they're Patterson. talking about it everywhere. Yeah, what? What is happening More than to Sirens? Uh, sirens, from what I understand, is super fucking far off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, d- d- as far as I know, I mean, there's nothing more than the fact that he was attached to it that he's out there. Yeah. So, might not even happen. I, w- I was shocked anyways he that, walk that he was going to be coming back for that walk away. <laughs> they could say go away. Stay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the fuck off. You know, we'll see with, with Bright. Yeah. Um, let's talk. Did you see any uh, like trailers this week? Did you see Battle of the Sexes trailer? I have not. I, I literally have not seen any trailers this week. I've been insanely busy. Uh, well, Fox Searchlight, I think it's Fox Searchlight, released that trailer. It looks really good. I mean, Emma Stone and Steve Carell going to be huge awards contenders, especially at the Globes. Uh, and Fox Searchlight, I think, also released a trailer for Patty Cakes, Okay, which was my favorite movie of the year. So you should definitely check that out. Okay, I will uh, do. And the house trailer I've heard is very funny as well, which I'm looking forward to. Which uh, is a yeah, Will, Will Ferrell. I'm, I'm excited about comedy. the house. Yeah, yeah. I I think we just there's not um, a lot of strong comedy this year so far. Well, we have a bunch coming out. We have that one. Uh, well, we, wait. There's Baywatch. Yeah. There's that film, The House. Yeah. There's a Rough Night with Scarlett yeah. Johansson. Uh, Baby Driver, not like a straight comedy, an action comedy, but yeah. I'm sure it'll have some laughs. Uh, I don't know. I think I'm, the best is yet to come. Well, I'm genuinely worried about Rough Night. I I've, like, heard, I've heard it's just okay. I like the idea flat. of it. I'm not I'm hugely on board with it. I've seen Baywatch. I want to see it. Yeah? Yeah. Great. Solid, Good, funny. solid dick jokes. Solid dick jokes. Seriously. Well, some really funny dick jokes. Some very creative swearing. A lot of very funny recurring jokes. Good action sequences. Wasn't a big fan of the villain. Okay, it's it's fun. It's it's done. I think fun, I'm but seeing it's... it Monday. Oh, cool. Yep. It's fun. It's fun. Um, elsewhere, yeah. Angela Bassett, Mission mm. Impossible Six. She's going to be playing the CIA director. Yeah. Who doesn't love a- Angela Bassett? I know. I love her, and I love I her playing you're these like, kind of guys. What's love got to do with no. it, Jeff? <laughs> Stella got a groove back. <laughs> Great movie, by the way. Um, no, but. It, it, she did that similar kind of role in the um, Olympus Has Fallen, has fallen movies, yeah. London Has Fallen. She uh, literally, it wasn't a bullet, but she took a bullet in the second movie just to get the fuck out of Dodge. Uh, and now she's doing this again, and I'm kind of like, I love Angela Bassett, but does she have to keep playing I just want to get her out, agent type get, stuff? She can play government agents as long as she wants. To me, it's just get her out from behind a desk. Yeah. Have you seen this woman? She will fucking kick Half of these male Hollywood stars' asses. Yeah. She's a super fucking badass. She is. 
Uh, check out Strange Days if you haven't. That's one of my favorite Angela Bassett movies. Great movie. But uh, yeah, give her something to do. I'd love to yeah. get, see her have an actual action sequence with Tom Cruise. I mean, this stuff is great for her. It's easy money. But oh my God, could she like, do like a little she, kick-ass action she's sequence? She's coming in very late. Uh, I mean, that movie's been in production for a few weeks. Yeah. So. I've got a feeling they're going to be sub- doing some Mission Impossible stuff in L.A. Because Tom is in oh. L.A. this weekend uh, at the um, the big shopping center on the Hollywood and uh, on uh, Highland. Uh, they're unveiling a massive mummy sarcophagus on Saturday, uh, which they put up oh, in the shopping yeah, it's center. Oh, like yeah, eighty foot sarcophagus. And yeah. I think to- I'm just thinking. I mean, I have nothing to back this up, but I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm wondering if they are going to be doing some Mission Impossible work in and around the Greater Los Angeles area in the next week or so. We'll see. The new trailer, I think, looks cool. Yeah. Um, I, I love the franchise. I'm a big fan of the Mission Impossible movies. I mean, oh, no, I'm, t- I'm a Tom Cruise. fan. I'm talking so. about the, uh, the Mummy. Sorry, oh, the Mummy. Oh, cool. uh, I, you know, I am see, I've holding out watching, hope. But I've stopped watching trailers for it because yeah. I want some surprises. Yeah, we'll see how that one goes. THR has it uh, tracking at a forty million dollar opening, which yeah. is not bad, but it's not it's good. not great, and it's definitely not something that you're looking to peg a universe on. Especially like you know, you have this is Tom Cruise. You've mm. got other movies like. Javier Bardem and Johnny Depp and yeah yeah like if the cruise one isn't working I don't know man I keep seeing posters around LA as well um, on billboards and stuff and it says the mummy summer and I'm like that sounds like a comedy the mummy summer the mummy summer well the M With and the Melissa Y McCarthy. I, I, Taika Waititi was tweeting this about how the M and the Y yeah. kind of fade into the rest of the poster so it looks like the um summer <laughs> like um <laughs> Yeah. And, and to me, like, the writing on her head, it's like X equals, you know, square. It's like all these symbols. And it looks like fucking Russell Crowe in A Beautiful Mind writing on the on the window. <laughs> like, it's not a great... <laughs> It's not a great outdoor campaign for no, the mummy, is, I gotta it say. It's not superb right now. Um, but I mean, I, I'm still on board. It's Tom Cruise, man. Yeah, hey, it's man. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is the fucking Do you shit. Do you want to go together? I, I, I already tweeted how American Made is going to be my favorite movie of the year, just based on one still of Tom Cruise in character. Right. Uh, he is great. I will give the mummy a chance. Uh, Yash in the chat is saying that the Brendan Fraser one, um, I'm assuming you mean the original one, um, is, is a classic movie. It's a great, fun movie. The other mummy <laughs> movies were terrible. But I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise can hey I'd the Mummy franchise gave us Dwayne the Rock Johnson. So yeah, fucking that is true. Scorpion King, count your lucky stars. Yeah. Did I tell you by the way? And I I, I really wanted to get more tickets. I couldn't. Okay. Um, I saw Kevin Hart perform on Sunday. Oh, I know. I'm sorry. I had one ticket. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry, buddy. Oh, okay. Um, if I if I see him perform again, I will absolutely take you. He was a blast okay. though in person, True. and you are gonna love his new shit. Thanks. <laughs> I probably would have loved it if I'd have seen it. Hey, I I, I didn't go with you, you know to the what? pirate your, screening your, your last night. Your parents want to take me out for dinner, and They're... you go and see Kevin Hart, and you leave my ass at home. <laughs> they actually are in, around today. They get in today. So. Sweet, sweet. Uh, I, I will hit them. you up. Th- I will hit you up this weekend. Dude. I don't know what it's gonna look like, but we'll figure it out. I'm looking forward to. Uh, to, to meeting the people. Oh, God. Who birthed this? Who, who birthed this? There's some other uh, interesting odds and ends TV <laughs> things and whatnot. There's going to be a King Kong musical on mm. Broadway, you told me? Yeah, this I'm. This sounds like it's going to suck. Um, uh, this, to me, smells very much like... Oh, sometimes movies turn into musicals work really, really well. And I revealed early this year that 
Hidden Figures is apparently in line to be turned into a, yeah. a Broadway musical. That was a good scoop. That Thank was you. Legit. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, but for every, you know, for every hairspray and that, there is ones that don't work. And a recent one was the Spider-Man one mm-hmm. that didn't work. This, to me, smells of Spider-Man. Will King Kong be singing? That's all I want to know. Will he have his own musical number? I am Kong. <laughs> I don't know what the second line of that song is. Me monkey, you this blah, is blah, my blah. song. Yeah, I'm like a jungle's life for me. I don't know. I I just I don't want would to go you, and see this. So okay, I was just going to ask you, like, would you pay? A, you know, no. what? Broadway tickets are expensive. Yeah. King Kong, we wish them the best of luck with that development. Uh, a couple TV things. There's a Dark Crystal series. There is, yeah, it's a prequel, a prequel. series. Uh, trailer hit the line, uh, hit the line, the line, the internet this week. Um, Dark Crystal: Age of Resistance is a prequel to Age the movie, which is I think 35 years old now. I'm not. Fuck. I gotta say, I used to watch Fraggle Rock and stuff, but I was never a, a big Dark Crystal guy. I think I, don't I think liked that it. This I mean, that me I used to for, when I was a when I was a kid uh, back in the 1800s. Um, I used to like watching some really sort of fu- family stuff that was a little bit fucked up. So like Return to Oz with Feruza Balk, fucking weird. Um, I used to like watching Dark Crystal. Dark as fuck. Krull. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, I used to love all those movies. So I've got a little place in my heart for, for Dark Crystal. That was my kind of Del Toro shit as a kid. All right. So you're, you're in for this prequel series. Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly interested in it. Um, I'm wondering what is happening with the, the Fraggle Rock. Isn't there a Fraggle Rock movie in the works with Joseph Gordon-Levitt? Well, there were certainly talks of that. At the moment, what they're focusing on, because I, I, I spoke to Brian Henson a couple of months about this, um, and what they're focusing on at the moment is they are, they've are they cleaned up all the old Fraggle Rock um, episodes, and they're going to be showing them on HBO. If that goes down well, they'll look at doing more Fraggle Rock stuff. They'll create new episodes. But the ones that are going to be back on TV, um, I think from later this year, are going to be the old episodes sort of cleaned up, you know, sound brought up to date, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're going to be the stuff that we've seen before. If that works well, yeah, maybe that movie could happen. But there hasn't been talk about that for quite a while. And certainly Happy Town Murders is something that Brian's been focusing on for for quite a while, and that looks like it's finally moving forward. Obviously that is something I'm excited McCarthy, for because that so, has, you know, yeah. that's that's an adult thing. But they're a great team. I'm going back on. Um, I'm going back on the the lot um, with the Henson guys um, for another project soon. Um, look so at gonna, you! Look, look at, at you. me! What am I, a muppet? Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll see what I can find out about that. They do have a lot of the old um, uh, uh, puppets from the Dark Crystal in the lobby in, in the Henson Studios. You go in, you go to the, like, the reception desk, and, like, and all the cabinets around I it, there Labyrinth. are all these classic things. Labyrinth I love is the Labyrinth. one. Uh, tell me about this uh, Dread thing. Yeah, uh, lots of talk. You know, Carl, Carl Urban as, as, as Dread. Um, the film didn't do fantastically well, but a lot of people love the movie, though. Um, then there was talk of maybe a sequel. That isn't happening. Then, obviously, a couple of weeks ago, we heard that there's going to be a, uh, a TV incarnation of, um, of Judge Dredd. Looks like Carl Urban, if he can make it work, is interested in reprising the role of Dredd for the TV series, which I think would be good. He was, fu- he was he great. Was brilliant. I, I love Dredd. I yeah. would love to see more of Carl Urban in that role. Uh, and I, and I, you know what? I bring back Olivia Thurlby. Mm. She was really good in that movie and did yeah, not yeah. get the pop off of it that I thought that she would. Yeah. I, I mean, it's a great movie. I mean, I, I rewatched it again recently and I was kind of like, well, is it as good as I remember? Yeah, it's great. Yeah, no, it's fucking yeah, badass. Yeah, it's great. So cool. Uh, speaking of badasses, yeah. a couple of uh, cool ones. Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Doing this movie Cash Truck, mm-hmm. a remake of, I think it's a French film, Le Convoyeur. 
Uh, and she's like an American woman who takes a job at a London armed car company. Yeah. Sort of looking for revenge, though. Um, who knows? But uh, I just like the idea of her doing action thrillers again. I really like her in that mode. Mm. We fell in love with her in Speed. Could it be Speed 3 in a money truck? No. Keanu Reeves, back. Jeez. Oh, my God. That, that would be an interesting I got to get twist. the money to the bank. That would be quite cool, wouldn't it? <laughs> he he did tell me earlier this year he wants to work with Sandy again. I mean, they so, should do Speed Three. Let's do it! Oh my god, that's just, it's just not not this movie. That'd be great. Awesome. <laughs> I think that this will see her sort of channeling her in her inner Liam Neeson, if you will. Yeah, and Joel Take Silver's to the bank. producing. Yeah, you ever see Murder by Numbers? Yeah, yeah. I see. I like that movie too. Mm-hmm. I like her in this kind of. Talking of murder by numbers, a movie that I I, there's, I wait. There's a segue that there's kind, starts kind with of Cox a segue. Speak. I'm kind of thinking about '90s, early thousands kind of movies okay. um, of, of the great thrillers that are often overlooked. Um, Pacific Heights. I got to uh, talk to Matthew Modine this week. Um, how, many, just, how many names can you drop in one? Careful, show? you don't fall over them. I mean, I've had geez. a busy week, but I just wanted to share the news with you. I'd, I'd like to the, think the audience the big, might enjoy the big it. Matthew Modine news. Seriously, he he's looking good. He's in good form right now. Hey, he's obviously just filmed the things. Sicario sequel as well. Yeah, Soldado. So yeah, he was doing that. He couldn't talk about that. He signed loads of NDAs to not talk about anything mm-hmm. to do with that the, movie. Okay. But I just wanted to tell him how much I love Pacific Heights because that is a '90s movie. Great thriller. That, that is, is a 90s, it's that fucking is a 90s great, thriller. and it's a great movie. And it doesn't get the love. It's, yeah, it's a good one. You know, is so that, I just is that, is that Alec Baldwin. Uh, it was Michael Keaton uh, was played the, the, the lunatic the downstairs. Right. Yeah, which one is Alec Baldwin? No, uh, which, which one is that? Alec Baldwin's not in that. No, but which? Uh, it's going to drive me nuts. Is a slip sliver? No, that's that's the know. other I'll, I'll, I'll find it. Why don't you give us the box office report? Okay, <laughs> the box office report. Give us the so fucking box office there, report. <laughs> there is a big, um, a big movie that comes out this weekend. Alien Covenant already come out in, in several markets. I did a piece on this for Forbes this week, um, comparing the box office of all the Alien movies because Alien Covenant comes out here. It's out now. It previewed last night. Uh, so Thursday night box office, it did uh, domestically four point two million in previews, which is kind of in line with uh, the lights of of Mad Max Fury Road. So it's, you know, not a massively different audience there. Looking at about 40 to 45 million for a weekend this weekend, compare to what Prometheus did, which is 51. It's not a million miles off that, but it is less. But looking at um, the international markets last weekend, um, we saw in some markets like an up to 70% drop off on the opening weekends between Prometheus and Alien um, Covenant. So it's definitely a lot of people, I think, have been burnt by the franchise. Um but yeah, so I mean, forty to forty-five is okay. It's not amazing, you know. I think they were looking for more. Uh, yeah, I could have seen this opening to fifty to sixty before. Yeah, and I guess there's just not enough of us alien fans out there. Well, I'm just not. I'm I don't not think sure this is a bad I... opening. It no. all depends on what the the budget is. Obviously, mm. I just googled Alien Covenant budget. I got three different numbers here: ninety-seven. 111 and 150. MK Songbird is calling it Alien Mervenant, which is kind of fine from what I've been reading. That is reviews. so clever. I'm, it is very clever. Well done. I, I'm, I'm going uh, to go and pay to see that this weekend if I can. You should. I, I enjoyed it. Um, while I was, I went to the um, uh, Ridley Scott. Uh, oh, don't fall over that other name I've dropped. Yes. Yep. Getting to be a health hazard in here today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Ridley Scott got to put his hands and feet in cement uh, outside the, the TCL Chinese How Theater. How has this not happened yet? I, well, that's what I asked him. 
I went, I, and, and Fassbender, and I went, oh, name's dropping. What, right, he's already a sir, um, for Christ's yeah, sake. Yeah, I was can't like, how's this hands not happened? Everybody was like, I don't know. Everybody thought he, he's got a star, but he didn't have his hands and, hands right. and feet, so he did that. And I asked him about the, um, uh, he's obviously working on another Alien prequel, which is coming. He has decided on a title for it, but he wouldn't tell me what it was. But he said the script is very this is well a on the way different one right besides now. Alien Awakening? There's another? Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's two more, but he wouldn't talk about the titles. Um, okay. But he's saying, obviously, he doesn't write the script. Scriptwriters do that, but he said the script is, is well on the way, um, which is quite good. I also uh, spoke to um, Danny McBride um, at the event, and, you know, we did all the blah, 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 serious stuff. And then I said, I was just curious, because I love Danny's comedy. Is there a secret version of Alien Covenant somewhere that is just basically dick jokes? And he said he kind of pitched the idea to Ridley Scott that he could put some dick jokes in the movie, and Ridley was not up for that at all. <laughs> Ridley's a very serious man. Uh, but I would love to see the Danny McBride spoof of Alien with dick jokes all the way. Come on. I'm sure they'll save something for the DVD release. Maybe they will. Um, we got to yeah. talk about this guy who is suing his date yeah, over love a movie this story. Love this story. This is amazing. So if you haven't... Do you want to well, you, you do it. You okay, do cool. It. So if you haven't seen the story this week, basically, there's a guy who's suing a girl that he went on a date with for uh, the sum total of $17.31 because uh, they went to see Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and all the way through, um, she was texting and tweeting and, and messing about on her phone. So basically, this guy was really really pissed off this was their first date he's now suing her for the price of the ticket um apparently apparently she uh, she used her phone to read and send text messages at least 10 to 20 <laughs> times in 15 minutes now i genuinely get really annoyed by people fucking about with their phones watching a movie mm-hmm. i hate it even in press screenings and people do it it genuinely i think it's disrespectful i think it's really distracting and it's annoying and can't you just leave your phone alone for two hours just fucking put it down but you don't sue somebody over it. I mean, you just yeah, also the, you're the, cock blocking yourself. That, that's forever. the thing. Forever, this guy is d- clearly delu- I mean, he's delusional. Yeah, uh, it's annoying. He, he he was like posturing, uh, you know, about how he made this like a, a gender issue and how women like take advantage of of men, and he's sick and tired of it, and he's standing up for all of us, like. It was like, dude, you're nuts. Who would actually take this to small claims court? A cr- only a crazy individual. But you, you're never. No one's ever gonna date you. Why would you do that? Right. Like this. Like this is now. Like, and it's, it's he. He's linked to it forever. His name is linked to this fucking lawsuit. Yeah. When you Google this guy's name, Brandon Vesmar. Oh my god. Uh, and I, so the Alamo Drafthouse offered to reimburse him, I think, for the cost of his ticket. I'll just say, take your I, money I love that this don't is Austin. Come in again. Like, this is like the number one place where you don't text on your phone, I feel like. And Austin, yeah. it's, it's sacred. I don't know. But I, I look I, at my phone in screenings when I have to. I mean, shit. Yeah, I mean, he, he sent he sent the um, going on the, the woman a text. And he says, I have to find my own ride home because I told you your phone was distracting me, he says. Um, Crystal, your behavior Saturday was not only rude, but it cost me money. I want you to compensate me for the $17 movie ticket and the $4 pizza. Fuck. Uh, Will you do this, or do I have to pursue the money in small claims court? (laughs) I can file online from my laptop, and I'm willing to do so. Your behavior was wildly out of line, and I'm happy to pursue putting you in the books for it. (laughs) Jesus Christ! Do you ever want to have sex again? Yeah, this guy's a psychopath. Uh... I mean, it is annoying, but that I, is like, not a normal we all, reaction. We, we all had fun with this on Twitter, because I'm like, this woman is a monster. She's a monster for text for texting during a fucking movie. 
But clearly, this dude has a screw loose. So I do love the I fact that really blame her. James Gunn, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, got in another movies, of course, uh, got uh, got involved, and he said, "Why stop at suing? She deserves jail time. <laughs> right. Lock her up." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this Fuck. it's just it's too absurd Chill to be true. Ow, it's annoying, but. Good Spe- God, Speaking man. of bad screenings, I yeah. love the reports I woke up to this morning that there was a uh, technical issues at the Okja screening. Yes, I heard in that. Can? Yeah. What a coincidence. <laughs> that is fucking hilarious. After all this Netflix versus Can yeah. bullshit over the past week, a completely manufactured story. There is no controversy. I love how like Will Smith is making global headlines for saying... Like, he likes Netflix. Like, yeah. we all like Netflix. I mean, I'm sure the people who work at Cannes have Netflix. Yeah. I <laughs> told you. It's just, uh, I love the me- how the media blows up certain stories and uh, just runs with them. Um, let's touch on a couple of other things. Um, Scott Derrickson. Uh, we were talking about some TV oh, stuff boy, earlier. Oh, boy. Yeah. Hi, Scott, uh, follower on Twitter, which is great. Um, oh, he follows me. That. I know. I'm collecting quite a little... Um, Cabal of, a coterie of people, a yeah. Uh, <laughs> little harem of Hollywood people. Um, Scott Derrickson is going to direct um, the TV version of uh, Snowpiercer, a Snowpiercer series for TNT, which I think is great. That film, if you haven't seen Snowpiercer, and it was on Netflix for a while, I don't know if it's still on there. But seriously, like that, the is a, of Steel? that is a that is a great movie, Snowpiercer. No, it's not. I love <laughs> Snowpiercer. Come on. It's, it, it's good. I, li- I liked it, too. I, it's not I, a great movie. I really enjoyed that movie. I uh, really hey, Classic Chris Evans. I think it could actually make a, a kind of cool TV series, especially with someone like Scott Derrickson steering the train. He's the, the conductor, right? Yeah. I forget what that was called for a second. <laughs> should have Steven Seagal in there. Uh, it sounded interesting, too, where David Diggs is playing like a, a drug-addicted passenger in the back of the train. You will like, know him from Hamilton, a, of course. Yeah, he's, I mean, this guy's blowing up. You're going to be seeing a lot more of him on the big screen, and apparently this small now. Yep. Uh, Akira, let's talk about that. Yes. You, uh, it's a favorite topic of the yours. The good folks at Collider yeah. uh, got their hands on Jordan Peele mm-hmm. and asked him just point blank about it, and he said, listen, Akira's one of my favorite things yep and i'm just not looking to do a big tentpole thing i want to do something that's original yeah i want to tell original stories and if that's in the genre space you know so be it he's not short of good he's not short of good ideas seriously yeah he's a guy that's got a lot of stories to tell listen i I don't blame him um i felt like i had to report that given Mm -hmm. you know uh how hot he has been off of get out you know he even said i think and he just did a big interview with deadline where he said he declined to talk about all the studio offers that he's fielding and again you know this is the only thing that has come out in connection with him uh so i think at the point of my akira story was Mm. to sort of say this guy the studios are desperate to be in business with him after the profit that get out made um, I never really expected him to do it. Like when I I was in CinemaCon and I filed that story, and then mm. I went and met up with like the guys from Slash Film and Jermaine, uh, and <laughs> they were just like, "Yeah, so that's not going to happen." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, it's, uh, you know that that uh, I don't I can't concern myself with that as a reporter." Like Warner Brothers wants him to do it. I feel like that's newsworthy. Yeah. And that's the story. It's not about whether he's actually going to do it or not. That's... Yeah, a lot of, like we said earlier, a lot of times that studios want people to do things, it doesn't actually happen. But, Although uh, there are things that, you know, us trade reporters are holding, right, even right now, huge stories that would light up the internet for sure. They would mm. be trending all over Twitter and Facebook if I said them. But I honestly just don't think that they're going to happen. So do you think you have to have restraint. will happen? Yes, absolutely. It's, it's too big an IP, and they've sunk so much development money into it. Like, mm. 
Like at this point, they kind of have to. It's just about uh, figuring out how to do it the right way. Yash in the chat is saying that Jordan Peele should direct Cyborg. You're, I've not heard that before. But you haven't heard it because it's retarded. <laughs> Come on. Sorry to use that word, everybody. But, like, what? Jordan Peele should direct Cyborg? Why? Because he's black? That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, that went down well. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> commenter. That's uh, that's my honest opinion. You right? Oh, God. People, I suppose you people. contribute to the show. You get your, people, uh, get your response. People, 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 people. Uh, someone else... I. Uh, no, I won't. Yash has come up with another idea, but as his no more ideas down, for so, you, Yash. You're fucking. So, you're fucking cancelled. So, you're out today. So well, you're in time with you, out. I won't bring. Let's that talk about one Chris up. Cornell. Okay, cool. Let's talk about it. Um, gutted when I heard about yeah, his death. Rough um, one. Yeah, was was not expecting it. Um, and I'm kind of kicked myself. I know this sounds slightly bad. I turned down an interview with him quite recently ahead of his new tour, and I'm a fan. I was a massive fan of Soundgarden. I, believe it or not, I used to have hair, and it was, you know, abundant, and I was, a, mm. you know, a, a grunge person. Um, but I I was just je- genuinely upset. He was such a great guy, and I never got the chance to ever have a Dude, proper conversation with him. I, I loved his music. Just some, some friendly advice. Sure. I think if you're offered those kinds of interviews with like musicians like that, um, just take them. Yeah, you, you have to. Athletes, authors, it's mm. it's different than interviewing a movie star. Yeah, and it's it, there's the, there are fewer opportunities. It's rare, so it just was, keep that in mind the next time pure, you get offered something like that. It was purely like a scheduling thing for me, and I I genuinely kicked myself because I wanted to do it. Uh, and then a friend of mine caught up with him at a premiere in in, uh, in L.A. quite recently for The Promise. Um, he turned up on the red carpet and had a great conversation with him for right. like he 10 minutes. This, uh, an original song for that. Yeah. Maybe he'll even find his way to an Oscar nomination for well, that this year. Well, you never often, know. Well, when people were sort of paying tribute to him this week, they obviously talked about his work with Soundgarden and, and various other projects that he'd been done in. But for me, I mean, I, I always really like a lot of the stuff that he did connected to film. And obviously, Singles is one of my favorite Karen Yeah, that's Crow a great movies. soundtrack. He's great got a good song on that. Great movie. Collateral. Very much yeah. Yeah, he's a big part of Collateral. But also like uh, True Romance, he had stuff in Benny and June, Say Anything, he was involved in yeah, music Yeah, he's had a big anything. impact on, on movies, I agree. And, yeah, and Bond. He's, Casino Royale. I didn't realize he's the first person who sang a Bond theme to die. Yeah. Everyone else is still alive. Yeah. Um, Chris, th- this one hit me hard. Uh, he's He was only 52. He was performing that night. Yeah. I don't know how you just performed a show and then go and kill yourself. I mean, they're saying it, there was ruled a suicide by hanging. But it, it hit me hard because... Prince, that was I did not grow up listening to Prince. I did not grow up listening to David Bowie. Uh, I did. Chris Cornell, yeah, is a guy I grew up listening to. Yeah, um, I had all those Soundgarden and Audio Slave albums, and uh, so yeah, bummer. Uh, yeah, really, really sad. I would love to have seen him. I, I think he was moving towards. It. He was seeing a lot of bands now moving towards this in the last couple of years, doing you know soundtracks films, and I would have loved to have seen him soundtrack a movie kind of like trent reznor went on to do from like nine inch nails i would have loved to have seen something like that yeah, in the future or Eddie Vedder doing into the wild yeah, yeah. You um know. how much time do we have left in the show can we get a timer in the booth uh there's a few other things here uh, can i touch on pirates of the caribbean while you're getting that sorted very quickly sure okay uh, i saw pirates of the caribbean you know i'm not a major fan of the franchise really enjoyed it did the premiere last night it was great um there is and i'm allowed to, to say this um there is a post trailer po- post credit sequence, post-credit sequence yeah. which you should stay to watch you heard I, it here folks don't so, leave your seat sit through those 10 minutes of credits at pirates yeah. of the caribbean 
for this amazing post-credit sequence because everything needs a post-credit sequence. Apparently, now. they do now. Uh, we are wrapping up here. Uh, some bits and, and pieces. Jake Gyllenhaal and Benedict Cumberbatch doing this movie Rio from Luca Guadagnino. Yes, a not a live action version of the animated movie. No, that was a good joke though. For Thank me you. That Thank day. you so much. Thank Kenneth you. Branagh and talks to direct the Otto Frank movie Keeper of the Diary, which is uh, he'd play Anne Frank's father, who's trying to get someone to publish the diary. Mm-hmm. Ended up changing the world, of course. Uh, the Craft Daniel Casey is going to rewrite that remake, uh, so that project is moving forward. Lee Janiak directing. I kind of want to see that. I kind of don't because I still that's really love be, The Craft. That's a movie that I'm going to say is casting dependent. Hmm. Uh, Viggo Mortensen is going to be hunting down the Unabomber in a movie curiously titled Unabomb. Not Unabomber, just Unabomb. Jesse Eisenberg is going to be playing Marcel Marceau. I can totally see that. Doot, doot, doot. Uh, and then, you know, uh, there was this... All right, the, uh, Jonah Hill is going to star in the Safdie Brothers Uncut Gems. Yep. Which was at A24. A24 is in Cannes right now with the Safdie Brothers Good Time. Yep. Starring Robert Pattinson. That released a trailer this week, and I thought it looked super good. But uh, they are robbing... He's robbing banks in the trailer, mm-hmm. and he's using a black person mask. So he looks just like a black guy. And when I took a, a screenshot of the trailer and, and put mm. it out there, people were stunned that... You know that this was Robert Pattinson. They didn't realize necessarily that it was a mask. Maybe they thought it was makeup. It was just crazy the invective and the, and the hate that poured in. And it's like, if you're a thief and you're a white guy, why wouldn't you send the police chasing after a black guy? Like, it, it, the, like it's all about the context. Interesting. It's just so funny how people blow these things uh, out, out of proportion. They're just like that's how they're. That's the instinct now. Anyways. Is there anything else you want to talk about? You good? Uh, very quickly, Zac Efron going to play uh, Ted Bundy. That oh was yeah, a story that was great week. news. Uh, shockingly evil and vile, and that that whole script by uh, Michael Warwick. And again, like I said to, to Freddie Highmore a couple of years ago, you should play a psycho. I've said to Zach many, many times that I'd love to see him play a serial killer, Ted Bundy. I, I am super excited for this movie. I'm look, and I, I've heard good things about my friend Dahmer, which was at uh... yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I do love a good serial killer movie. Yeah. I do, I do. I mean, they used to be in vogue in the 70s and 80s, and they've kind of gone out of phase, but I'm looking forward to this. Do you love a good serial killer movie? Yeah, buddy. Uh, All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. Yeah, what a week. You, you here next week? Uh, I am here next week. Uh, we'll throw I, down. Uh, I am uh, seeing Wonder Woman tonight, and I'm talking to the cast next week, so I have some oh. Wonder Woman news uh, next week, which would be great. Oh, wait a second. Yeah. Wait. Uh-huh. What's next week? What day is it? It's Friday. I will be here next week. Yeah, it's the cool. following week I won't be here. Oh, I okay. forgot to give you that heads up. So I, let's do the show next week. Let's do it. Tune back in to Meet the Movie yep. Press next Friday at 9 a.m. on the Popcorn Talk Network. Make sure to rate, comment, and subscribe. Simon, where can the good folks find you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at ShowbizSimon. You can find my work on Forbes and other places, including E! and Reuters. And I've got a Facebook page. This is Simon Thompson. And I am Jeff Snyder, editor-in-chief of the tracking board, tracking-board.com. Make sure to read it closely and carefully because I bury all kinds of n- cool nuggets of information and stories now and don't forget to tell your friends retweet yeah. at leave reviews Snyder, all that good stuff thanks nice for reviews. watching everybody have a good alien weekend from producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro Phil Svitek Christian Harloff and the entire Popcorn Talk Network we would like to thank you for tuning in For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of its owners or principals.